kind of music you like. Must be you about getting shit. Fucking Kai June. <laughs> Get excited. Yeah. There's gonna be giant monsters stomping on stuff. Yeah, once again is Kai June the uh I think this is the third year that we did it. Yeah. I think yeah, the, the first the, one was like a half, yeah, half a month started or something. Late the first time. But yeah, yeah but I think the, last year we had it full on. Yeah. So uh we're starting it off with Basically, the original giant monster movie, uh, King Kong, yeah. from 1933. And, uh... Yeah, I kind of figured that was a, a one that ought to be covered. Yeah, you, you had suggested it. You'd never seen it. And, uh, so, yeah, why do you think we should do it? Well, it's a giant monster. He's stomping on stuff. <laughs> yes. That, that's kaiju to me. Yes, yes. <laughs> He does have have ties to other, you know, the Japanese kaiju movies because he does show up in uh, a okay. couple of Japanese films. The one Godzilla movie he's in, yeah. and there he has another like solo King Kong Japanese movie that oh, really? I forget what it's called. Hmm. King Kong escapes, or King Kong flips out, or <laughs> King Kong goes bananas, <laughs> something like that. King Kong goes ape shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's so he you know he's part of the thing, and then he's also part of the uh, the 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 new American monster verse they're calling it with oh, the okay. Godzilla and uh, the King Kong movie, and then next year there's a Godzilla versus King Kong movie. Oh, okay. They're that's going coming out. That. That's yeah, a... yeah. There's one that's coming out right this year. That's like. Other monsters, fucking, I don't know, I don't pay attention, so I don't know which monsters, but I, I, I think, you know, he fights them or teams up with them or whatever the fuck he does, and then King yeah. Kong is next year. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is, it all starts here, and this is a very, very uh, important film in the, in the history of movies, not even yeah. just genre movies or, or anything right. like that. This was uh, kind kind of a big deal, and it kind of changed movies going forward. So, yeah, you, I can see why it's uh, considered a big special effects movie, having seen it now. <laughs> there's a lot of special effects. Yeah, just not not even just King Kong, but just a bunch of just other stuff. Lots of other on. stuff too. Yes, for sure, mm-hmm. and all kinds of different techniques and just yeah, ton, tons of stuff. Really, really mind-blowing groundbreaking for the time and uh 
like I've talked about optical printing a lot mm. where they're combining compositing two images together and like this is basically the first big movie to use an optical printer mm. um, which I didn't know and I just read about it recently so like wow okay <laughs> yeah and there's a lot of other stuff to rear projection and yeah there all was the, all the varied things like when they first get to the island one thing that struck me was the birds that are flying around yeah like flying at the camera away from the camera like they're going yeah, yeah. all these different directions like wow they like that it's not just random birds in the in the shot there that's some kind of effect they're doing there yeah it is i believe those are animated birds yeah it looked like just animation like just, yeah you know, i was like wow what's going on with the birds there that's they do that a lot cool. in old movies where they'll animate birds on top of a thing like i know they do it in citizen kane and mm. there's other movies too and i can't remember what they are but but uh yeah that's a it's a thing you'll see here and there and yeah. it's nothing i never noticed it when i was younger and i notice it now like oh wow that's animation <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy yeah yeah, because uh, I certainly didn't notice anything like that when I watched Citizen Kane, but yeah, that was a long time ago. So. Long time ago, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's yeah, it's just like one or two shots. There's something where they go on a fucking man. It's been a long time since I've seen that. They go on some like fucking jungle journey or mm. <laughs> they. It's like one little part of the thing, and they have this shot of the of a swamp or some fucking thing, and there's like little birds flying by. Hmm. Um, yeah, so you said that you had never seen not only this movie, but just any King Kong, anything. Right, yeah. Which, like, I is mean, mind blowing to me. Honestly, like, what this kept reminding me of, and I suddenly, like, I hadn't really connected before, even though I probably should have, is um, the old uh, video game Rampage. Yeah. Where you're, you get one of the three people and one of them is basically king kong yeah you basically climb yes. up buildings and eat people and <laughs> <laughs> yes <clears throat> and i always loved that game as a kid but that's probably the closest connection i ever had to anything king kong related <laughs> <laughs> yeah well that's I yeah mean, not being a, su a super nintendo owner or anything like that, i didn't really have any donkey kong games even so yeah but that's <laughs> not really like related to king kong i wouldn't i mean maybe at it's, some level the name is influenced, but <clears throat> yeah, I would say the original Donkey Kong is. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, old where, school where he's he's got the girl and stuff. Yeah, and he's at the top of a tower, and you're yeah. climbing the tower trying to rescue the girl. But yeah, it that one for sure. Yeah, but yeah, other than that, most of the Donkey Kong stuff has not been terribly related to no King Kong ideas or anything. No, but, I mean King Kong in in those Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong Country games, he's got the little fucking tie yeah, and yeah, stuff. He's got <laughs> <laughs> but uh, King Kong here does not have the tie, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> it might have might have made things interesting. Yeah, there, there were other people with ties, and it, yes, there very, were very spiffy dressers in the in this movie sometimes. Yes, yeah, the 30s, so a lot yeah. of you know people fucking dressed right. They didn't. They yeah. didn't. Uh, no casual. <laughs> They're. Uh, Dressed yeah, to the yeah nines. especially when they get back to New York and yeah for the 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 show or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. and the main guy's got this whole fancy like, right the tux and stuff yeah it's like dang 
top hat. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, he's just totally got a top hat and everything. You got to do it up, man. You're yeah. fucking presenting the eighth wonder of the world, man. Yeah. You, <laughs> you don't show up in jeans and a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I don't know. I found this monkey outside. <laughs> it's kind of big, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> Thought you might want to see it. No, man, you got to you gotta do it up. Yeah. He's a showman. He's Yeah, yeah. You know, That's... This is his fucking dream, to to show the great things of the world, and, and here he is right. in in the flesh. So, to me, this story I I watched this old one when I was a kid. Mm. Uh, my my actual first encounter with King Kong was the '70s remake. Mm. <laughs> which is not nearly as well liked as <laughs> as this 30s one but i always liked it cuz i saw it as a little kid i haven't seen it since Mm-mm. but uh so I've, I've seen that a bunch of times i've seen this one a bunch of times i saw the peter jackson one at least three or four times so like the story is very well known to me and it's always like i've always known the basic flow of the story and stuff and so I wondered because it is kind of a a big cultural yeah, icon. It's, it's it's one of those things that it's like you can't really escape knowing what basically happens. Right. But at the same time there was just a lot of it like, oh, I didn't know that this was good. like this he you go to that skull island and it was like, oh, wow, there's like just a whole bunch of freaking like dinosaurs and shit here. Like, I, did, I thought King Kong was literally the only like monster. Yeah. It's like, no, nah, he's just, his whole island is just filled with these damn things. And it yeah. was like, whoa, holy crap. Like, I thought it was just King Kong. <laughs> I, I didn't think it was going to get a big dinosaur fight going on. Yeah. I was hoping that you didn't, didn't, uh, didn't know that stuff. Yeah. Because, yeah, so. that's kind of a cool thing if you don't know it. Yeah, so that was a uh, that was a lot of fun. Gave me a little uh, strange insight into Transformers, oddly enough. Oh, really? Because there was um, there was one version of the Transformers that was called Beast Wars. Okay. And in that one, there's a version of Optimus, the good guy leader of the Autobots and stuff. Yeah. And he transforms into a giant ape. Okay. And Megatron, the evil bad guy, turns into a T-Rex. Oh, there you go. And so I was like, what? Oh, my God. That's like the whole concept of that. that, The good versus evil in that one based on that. Fucking Beast Wars. Yeah, based on that King Kong fight. I was like, oh, my God. I had no idea. (laughs) It's a very iconic uh, scene in the movie. Yeah. And, like, as it happened, I want to say, like, I think I've seen that before like in some clip or something i just didn't know it was king kong that it was a clip of or something oh really like because I, I i swear like that scene of him like breaking open the t-rex's jaw or something I, yeah i think i've seen that before and just didn't know what movie it was from when i huh. saw it or something because it was you know i'd seen it just in some clip somewhere yeah and had no reference to it or anything it's just it's floating <laughs> around in my brain somewhere it's just some little old movie old real movie, clip yeah. that i bumped into <laughs> somewhere along life and yeah i i couldn't pin down at all where i saw it or how or why huh, or weird. whatever probably in some like documentary about old movies or some just yeah 
news reel <laughs> of like, hey, this famous actor died. They were in this movie. Show a brief clip of it or something. You know, something, yeah, maybe. You know, something random like that. Just it turned up somewhere in my life for like five seconds. And yeah, <laughs> and you cataloged it at some level. <laughs> yeah, hey, a monkey's ripping a T Rex's <laughs> mouth open. What the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah, all right. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, I love that fight. That's a good fight. Yeah, I hadn't seen this since since the Peter Jackson movie, and the Peter Jackson movie surprisingly is pretty faithful to this this mm. version of the, the story. And so it was it was interesting to to finally go back and watch this new one, or the old one. I mean, after the new one, the new one that's like fifteen years old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but. Uh, because like stuff like that where he's ripping the fucking t-rex mouth and stuff that's in the the mm. peter jackson one but it's just like it's part of like a, a like the fight is a bigger thing than it is in this movie because it's a modern movie so they like right you they know, can make it bigger and yeah. more intense or whatever but uh, he definitely does that and does the same thing like after he dies where he's like checking his fucking head like, oh, is he dead? Like, what the fuck? It doesn't work. <laughs> it's like, no, that ain't working no more. Right. Yeah, it's, and it's cool. And it's, and it's uh, it was interesting to see in this 30s version how much emotion and like, uh, I don't want to say humanity, but What's the word for <laughs> fucking ape manatee? I don't know. Just how much life they yeah. they put into this yeah, uh, stop yeah, motion it's, puppet. Yeah, it's it's it was really a lot more intricate than I would think. I was like, wow, no wonder it was so impressive at the time and stuff. And, yeah, and like just those fight scenes are like really intricate and like downright actual choreography to it. All in the yeah, way for, of, sure, like, for sure, for sure. Like that T Rex fight, a really good example of just all the different things. He's like, there's a this real back and forth to the action. Where yeah, he's, he's like jumping on his back and shit. <laughs> yeah, and like, yeah, it's awesome. And there's something where he like reaches out and just grabs his legs and starts dragging him around. Yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah, it's great. And and not even just that fight, just like like all the other monsters he gets into a fight with, like the big. I don't know, not really snake thing, but the thing that's trying to choke him out. Yeah, that big, it's this big snake. I, I don't think know. it's got legs. Oh, it did? It, it, oh, I think okay. it did. I mean, it was kind of like little stubby legs. Like, yeah. It was, it was this weird thing. I was like, what on earth? Is, like, <laughs> I, I mean, most of the other stuff is kind of obvious. Like, there's a stegosaurus in there. There's yeah, yeah. There's a T-Rex. Yeah. There's a pterodactyl. And a right. Freaking, there's a brontosaurus in there somewhere eating people. And Right, right. That's, yeah, that's right. Uh, and then that thing i'm like i'm not actually familiar with that one that's not one of the like the iconic <laughs> dinosaurs you grew up with as a kid but, right well yeah. i didn't see its little legs i thought it was just a snake yeah i mean maybe but i, I swear i saw some legs on it could be yeah but yeah i mean that fight too is just just fun just all the things he's doing and yeah there's a and, lot of good and stuff. i gotta say i really love the ending where he just picks it up and he just whips it against the, the rocks like. how can you not like that yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was just, okay that's good that is great king kong knows how to fuck some shit up you know yeah yeah it just kind of surprises me that like back in 33 they were giving it that much depth to those kind of 
that kind of action. Yeah. That well, I I just I don't know of stuff that old doing that kind of intricate action scenes in that way. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't I mean, know I'm about not familiar like familiar with a lot of stuff from back then, obviously. But I mean, yeah, there's a lot of dope movies, but in terms of intricate action action scenes, I don't know. I'd have to really think about it. Um, I would say that it's probably more unique than like, oh, they just did things like this because it was a big sensation for yeah. a reason, and part of that is just the stop motion because right it was a really amazing thing that hadn't been done to the level that it had been done and and then with the combination of like the optical printing and the, all the other effects to sort of bring um dinosaurs and live action and yeah, king kong yeah. and everything together in one shot like that kind of stuff wasn't really done in the same way before yeah. so you know, it was it was a big sensation for numerous reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to think about because I don't really think about movies from those years in terms of action, really, because it's just like not. Yeah, I, I wasn't even expecting it to have yeah. much in the way of action at all. I was kind of thinking it was going to be more of some kind of a drama kind of a thing yeah. with this giant ape is the backdrop and yeah no i mean that's a big fucking adventure movie you know once yeah. you get on the island and all that stuff yeah yeah, yeah. and and these guys that made it um marion cooper and ernest Chodesack, he they both were uh producers and directors and stuff and they, together they made a bunch of of adventure movies mm. um I, i've only ever seen one you know the story we read it in high school or i did i read it in high school um in class the most dangerous game where they're hunting dudes oh, i i kind of want to i'm i'm not sure if i ever read it but i know what you're talking you about. know that like, where um, like the rich guy has a yeah, dude come to his yeah. house and then he hunts him yeah um i'm familiar with it as a concept if not, yeah i don't know that i ever really actually read the original story oh uh, well at we, least as a concept i'm aware yeah. of it yeah, it's been done many times before right. um, and after, um, most notably <laughs> in in one great Ice T film called Surviving the Game. <laughs> Just fucking awesome. Um, you should watch that. It's a good movie. Fucking speaking of dope action. Um, but anyway, they made a movie called of the most dangerous game in thirty two, right before they made this okay. movie, and that's kind of a, there's not the stop motion stuff but it's similarly like a jungle fucking action adventure thing that's real uh yeah. fast paced and stuff so and i know that they have a bunch of other movies that may or may not be in the same vein i know that a lot of them are adventure movies though hmm. um but yeah i don't know i know like westerns have action scenes like stagecoaches got this big fucking yeah <clears throat> this big like indian chase with the stagecoach and and john wayne's on the fucking top of the stagecoach just like blasting people with this rifle and shit and, right. and it's 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 fucking awesome and that's like probably around this same time yeah 30 something 
Yeah, I haven't seen a whole lot of John Wayne stuff like that. But yeah. The, like, the few that I have seen have been, like, just not that exciting, kind of. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure if... Uh, well, Stagecoach is, like, his first starring role, so it's it's okay. old. Yeah, I've not seen that <laughs> one in specific at all. No. Yeah, and he's in a lot of movies, so yeah, they kind of run the gamut. Yeah, I mean, I've bumped into some, like, uh, late-night stuff where they're just like, oh, we're showing some random John Wayne thing today, and yeah. <laughs> it'll just be some black-and-white Lone Star picture thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think those were uh, the high end of the... <laughs> no, he was in a lot of, of B-movies um, before he became a big star. Yeah. Before Stagecoach. And yeah, so then... I think that's most of what yeah, I've read. There's a lot of those. Stuff. Yeah. Just, they seemed like... I, I never sat down and watched one, but it yeah. seemed like they were just like short little... Like you said, just little B-movies. Yeah, B-movies. Weren't going to be anything I, close to that level uh, of elaborate action well, but. he's in a lot of good stuff i don't know about action stuff but like man there's some fucking killer john wayne westerns yeah and i mean to some extent like especially with like the gunfights and stuff and i know i had this like problem i think with one of the i forget which one probably one of the expendable movies i can't remember which one where it was uh i just kind of felt like oh they're just standing there shooting then you cut to another scene of some other guy standing around and shooting and some other guy standing around and shooting and yeah. it's like they're not doing anything they're just standing there shooting it's yeah yeah it's not the same as you know jumping on the back of a t-rex and <laughs> you no. know, wrestling with it and right, right. toppling things that, like there's there's a lot more just going on in yeah. in this than i expected of stuff like that where i would think like an action scene would be more especially in like such an early effects driven film where they're trying to have stuff happen but they're you know they're compositing a lot of different images of different things and you, yeah. I would have expected a lot more of King Kong looking awesome cut to something else <laughs> <laughs> because you can't really have it on the same screen but right. they were like no we're putting it on the same shot and yeah, no. figuring it out and they've re they fucking spent some money on this one this was like a big yeah. prestige movie you know it's... and yeah i mean just and the way it would just transition from having the little stop motion people like fending off king kong to the actual actor on the right <clears throat> like <clears throat> especially with um with fey rayo he'd like carry her around and it's like a stop motion thing right. in his hand and then he'd like put her in a tree and then, then they transitioned to her being yeah on in the actual shot herself and yeah in the same shot in yeah, some of those yeah. shots it's and it like there specifically on the on the empire state building when he's up there he puts her down and it's it's a stop motion Ray the whole time until right when he she hits the the floor and then he takes his hand away and it's just her and it's like a little projected image of her and it's just like because that whole thing that he's standing on is a miniature and he's yeah. a model, and so they, you know, composited that on there somehow. Yeah. This it's just fucking amazing, yeah. Like, Whoa. And it's really yeah. seamless. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously really well. we saw the seams. But. I mean, right, but, <laughs> I mean, this this isn't some, like, kind of modern-day movie where they've got no. all sorts of technology to 
smooth out the wrinkles. And no, it's just fucking smoke and mirrors, baby. It's 86 years old, this movie. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely impressive for what you could do technologically at the time. Yeah, I mean, this is probably the height of special effects in 1933. Like, I don't think anything yeah, like, came close to this. This set the new bar. Everything was trying to, you know, be as good as King Kong. This was a, a big movie mm-hmm. for years. Like, it was re-released many times, um, you know, because they just did theatrical re-releases back in the day oh, right, before right. before video and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the only, the only big stop motion movie that I can think of where, where the, the movie like kind of hinges on stop motion is a 20, 20s movie called the lost world, mm. which is, uh, like a bunch of dinosaurs and shit. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen that one, but it's, uh, the same, um, stop motion guy, Willis O'Brien, Okay. did effects for that and then um over the years got better and then he did king kong i mean there was other stuff in the middle but in terms of big things mm-hmm. king kong was was the one that really put him on the map i guess yeah i can see why yeah we so talked it's... about him a little with the harryhausen movie that we did because he was harryhausen's uh like mentor oh right right yeah and yeah. uh Yeah, I was I was kind of thinking to ask you that because on the I didn't watch it, but on the DVD there's some kind of a extra feature with uh, and it's like narrated by Harryhausen. Yeah, like he does a some kind of commentary on, or discussion about it or something. I'm like, and I was just kind of thinking like this movie was kind of before Harryhausen, wasn't it? Like a little yeah. earlier than him. Him, but yeah, I don't know what year he was born, but he was probably a kid, I would guess, when yeah. he saw this or something. Like, cause yeah, he, he, he didn't start working in movies until the fifties, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm sure this must've been a huge influence on him. Oh yeah. Like, for I mean, sure. It's a movie that everybody at the time would have seen, I'm sure. And yeah, it's, it, it's definitely the kind movie. of movie that some kid would watch and be like, Oh my God. And be yeah. like the inspiration of like an entire career i could definitely yeah. see that this is the movie that basically inspired inspired uh peter jackson to make movies and stuff mm. it's uh like his favorite movie and he fucking loves it and and uh he made his own super eight fucking king <laughs> kong when he was a little kid he was so obsessed with it and he also liked other stuff too like he he, he really was into james bond so he made like little super eight james bond movies with uh. him as james bond <laughs> <laughs> and uh stuff like that but but king kong was like a big deal so so it was always his dream to to make his own like king kong and so that's why he remade it eventually yeah got enough clout to get a yeah. green light <laughs> Yeah, because before Lord of the Rings, he was trying to make King Kong, and and nobody would give him the money to do it. Right. And somehow he got money to do Lord of the Rings, because I think because it was uh, three movies in one sort of budget. Yeah. And uh, and then after that, they were like, okay, you want to make King Kong? Fuck it. Go for it. Who gives a shit? (laughs) (laughs) You're Peter Jackson at this point. (laughs) Right. 
but I like it. Be- I like that movie because it's a uh, it's a remake made not out of monetary desire. It's uh, out of his heart. You know, he really yeah. wanted to to make King Kong. He loves King Kong. Yeah, wasn't uh, Black Jack in that one? Jack. Yes, Jack, Jack Black. Black. Black Jack. <laughs> freaking th- yeah, uh, thinking of, uh, dyslexia in my brain or something. Well, you're thinking of the uh, the anime yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. There, there's definitely Black Jack characters, and I yeah. just transpose that. <laughs> like, damn it. Well, I knew yeah. what you meant. I knew what you meant. Jack there, Black. Yeah. He is. He plays the movie director Carl Denham. Yeah. In in this in in the new movie. And the 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 fucking first mate guy in this uh, the '30s movie Driscoll, mm-hmm. he's um, they kind of split his character in the new movie, mm. where there's a guy on the ship, and I don't remember who the fuck he is, but then the guy that's named Driscoll in the new movie is Adrian Brody, and he's like the screenwriter for the movie. Oh, okay. And he's like on board, like trying to finish the script while they're fucking. Oh sailing to uh skull island and it's a cool movie yeah it doesn't it seems like people don't like it <laughs> yeah I, but, I never uh, really heard i fucking love like, it like when, at the time it just seemed like everybody was like Neh. man i've i've fucking loved it right when i saw it it, it was awesome it's uh specifically in the the fucking t-rex fight in that is so dope and so exciting. <laughs> like, I saw it in the theater, and it's one of my f- favorite theater experiences ever because I enjoyed it. But what really made it the best is that right behind me was, like, this old, like, Mexican grandma, <laughs> little abuelita. And and the the way that the scene goes when he's fighting the T-Rex, it's like... He's doing something, and then the tension is like, oh, fuck, now, like, how's he going to do this? And then it keeps going, and he, like, Peter Jackson keeps ratcheting it up. And so every time that happened, that lady behind me would go, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and she did it, like, ten times, and it was so fucking funny. And it was exactly what I was feeling too, because it was like, "Oh God, this is so good!" Like, "Oh shit!" Uh, I loved it. Uh, it was the best. Uh, and you know, I, I can I can really see that being good uh, theater film, just because like yeah. giant monsters, you want it on a giant screen. They're yeah. giant. You you want that giantness. To, yeah, yeah. It's, it's I, a, I, best way to make something look big is to make it. Big. Make it actually big, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. So that that is is definitely the uh, the type of movie to work well on a big screen. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. People don't like it, but you know what can you do? Kind of thing like and how the action is as intricate as it is, and we've kind of mentioned a little bit before with like martial arts films and like Hong Kong films versus animated action scenes. Yeah. And how, like, an animated action scene is never really going to work in the same way that a live person like Jackie Chan doing crazy shit. Yeah. And I I was kind of thinking about this before, and this is kind of, it kind of is the same thing here with King Kong, is that it's, it's a different kind of 
admiration for it in a way like because you see jackie chan or bruce lee or whoever doing some really cool shit and you're like oh my god there's some really great athletes they're doing some really crazy shit right and here it's like you see something like that but it, it there's still at least for me it's like there's an admiration for the animators to do like oh they made that look oh, really yeah, i mean sure. so it's it's like there's still that level of impressiveness just it's directed in a different area i guess towards yeah. the behind the camera work rather than the yeah for sure for me it's it i i don't feel it as much with 2d like drawn animation because i i don't know like i just be like yeah whatever they just drew it <laughs> which i know is hard because like i can't draw right. for shit and so i should respect it more but and if it's really well animated i i i would i would uh you know note it or whatever right <laughs> i would definitely see it but but with stop motion i've always been so obsessed with stop motion ever since i was a little kid so yeah i'm always like because it's like a real thing in the world that yeah. is just nothing <laughs> and then <laughs> through their artistry and skill like it becomes a, a living thing on mm -hmm. a movie screen yeah and so i guess in the same way like it's just a drawing in what the fuck and now it's moving like i should have the same awe yeah. for it yeah i kind of i kind of get that because like i feel that way sometimes about like cg animation and stuff like I'll, like i have that distinction and, and yeah like oh the 2d stuff is always more impressive to me even though like maybe it shouldn't be you know, yeah there's still a lot of work and skill going into a well-made cg there really is yeah and it but it's just like, eh, they just told the computer to do something, kind of. But, you know, there's that mentality that it's just like... Yeah, well, yeah, it's but, definitely it's not, not like really, that. But. Like, it's not any less effort or work or skill, necessarily, but... No, if it, yeah, it's probably more work, just in terms of, like, all the... They gotta yeah. do this fucking lighting and this fucking thing. I don't yeah. know anything about it, so... But it's just, uh... It's, it's all impressive. Like... There's a. Do you remember in Avengers, the first Avengers movie, at the end fight when it's like one shot and they're panning from this Avenger to that Avenger? Oh, yeah, and all, yeah, yeah. Like when I saw that movie, I l thought that shot was really cool, and I was, I was like, "Wow, that's great!" You know, they just kind of like. It's obviously not one shot. They obviously like put it together as one shot, and so I just thought like, yeah, cool, fucking computers, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. But I watched uh, like a, I don't know, a little thing about how they did that, and it's really like super technical. Where they took all of these still photos of the of every fucking angle of those buildings, and they like perfectly put them together to make this. Oh. fucking crazy thing it's like really intense and and so if you really get down on cg like that and and sort of see that that kind of level of artistry you, you do kind of get an appreciation for it right it's uh it's definitely a lot of work yeah i mean visually usually it doesn't look as good so i'm just kind of against it but yeah i mean i'm usually like kind of more in that camp where i'm just like i see it and i'm just like eh. yeah but yeah there's a lot more work going into it than what seems apparent at the surface right. and... like lord of the rings is a good example like fucking do you remember at the end of two towers when when they're at helm's deep and like 
the guys like Theoden and, and the fucking riders of Rohan are on their horses and they open the gate and they ride down that like that fucking ramp into the valley where all the orcs are and all these orcs are like on the ramp this big fucking concrete thing or mm. whatever and they just anyway they they come out of there and they ride down this thing and all these fucking orcs are going everywhere and getting hit with swords and it's like this big fucking valley on the the vista and it's just like amazing shot <laughs> like if you look at the the actual footage that they shot for that it's like the most basic fucking concrete ramp in the middle of a parking lot <laughs> and and they ride down it with with their horses and there's no orcs and like literally almost everything else is cg and it's super detailed and intense and to literally just take that it's like some shit in a parking lot uh. it's so wild it's like, wow they that's like crazy. It's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. If you never watched any of those uh, making of things on Lord of the Rings, they're like some of the coolest making ofs ever for special effects and stuff. Because hmm. they use like all kinds of old school effects and and a, as well as computer effects and stuff. But they're really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Probably should check them out. Yeah awesome and it's fucking peter jackson so yeah it's uh lots of cool stuff peter jackson for for this release of king kong the, the blu-ray dvd mm. uh, this one that we have here there's a scene that has been lost of king kong that was like this big rumor for for years and years and years and uh so the scene where King Kong the dudes are on the log King Kong's yeah, like yeah, shaking yeah. the log the guys fall off the log into yeah, that I did watch pit. that little scene that they've got on the DVD you did watch it? yeah okay and that was pretty cool I'm like oh why'd they take that out? <laughs> <laughs> well Peter Jackson made that scene that's not just a cut scene oh okay yeah because it's uh, it's a thing that they so King Kong was made in 1933. This, that era is considered the pre-code era. So there was a motion picture code of standards that was put into place at some point before them, but it was never enforced until 1934. Mm. So the era from the beginning of the talkies, so like 27, 28, something like that, to 33, 34, is considered the pre-code era. Mm -hmm. And so they're more violent than later movies. There's nudity in them sometimes. Um, they could just, there was nothing really governing them. There was no ratings okay. board. There was nothing. They just kind of made the movies and right. put them out. So when King Kong came out, originally it had, a, it's the version that we watched. But when it was re-released in the first re-release was 38. Now the code is in effect and they cut out a bunch of shit. Mm. So like that part when King Kong is escaping 
he busts through the gate and he's like stomping on the, the yeah, natives yeah. and stuff. Like that was cut out. Mm-hmm. Like when he's taking off Feyre's clothes. Mm, right. Like they cut that out. They cut all these things out. Like the brontosaurus like chewing on people and mm-hmm. stuff. So like all these things were cut out. And one of the things that was cut out was this big spider pit sequence. And I'm not sure if it was cut out at that time or if it was cut out before, because Wikipedia said it was cut out before the movie actually came out, but then other people said that they saw it, so I don't know. Anyway, it was cut out and was lost. The other footage they found, but the spider's pit sequence was lost, and because it was the age of books and magazines nobody really knew if it was lost it was just like this fucking legend and so like kids like peter jackson would would he heard of it because the first actual photo was published in this very famous monster magazine um i can't remember what it's called fucking famous monsters of Filmland or something and so they just showed this image of the spiders in this pit and they're like oh fuck like it, it does exist. And so it was this big legend. Anyway, Peter Jackson makes King Kong, and he decides that using the same types, the same techniques that they used in 1933, he would recreate the spider pit sequence okay. using uh, the same basic uh, stop motion and rear projection and all that stuff and try to just recreate it so that people could see like yeah this is kind of what it would be like or whatever i don't know if he found the script or whatever there's a little documentary on how they made it on the the dvd that i didn't watch but but anyway yeah so he he basically uh, had his his animators and stuff do it actual with with stop motion puppets and yeah yeah because it like if you hadn't told me that i'd have totally believed it was done yeah. back then it's yeah no they did a good job there's some stuff where you can see that the people are like video and not film like it definitely oh, okay. like if you really look at it but yeah. uh for the most part uh it's pretty seamless in terms of they use yeah. the same types of effects and stuff yeah i was actually like kind of surprised that the picture quality on it was so good because i was just like oh man like a lost scene from back then man they got it like they got the like they got a good copy of that damn yeah no that's yeah they because usually if like you get a deleted scene like that and from something like that old it's gonna be this grainy fucked up up piece of shit that's not been properly restored or couldn't be restored or something (laughs) yeah well no peter jackson sort of resurrected it so that it could be viewed by fans, you know, as a sort of what if sort of a thing. Yeah. And then in his, in his King Kong, there's like a, a big sort of spider pit sequence, not a big, but it's, yeah. <laughs> it has all kinds yeah. of what, cool, creepy crawlies and stuff. What kind of strikes me now that you mentioned is that like, there's kind of continuity in that scene that he added in. Like there's, cause there it's that scene where like, afterwards where like king kong's trying to reach the guy under the cliff and he's kind of stabbing him in the foot but there's like a lizard that climbs up yeah and that's in the spider pit sequence like you see it walk by in the background get to that back wall and start climbing up yeah and then it cuts to king kong up there reaching for the guy and the and it was like oh there was that whole <laughs> right and like that's where he may have reconstructed some of that from the script because that little lizard climbs up in the actual movie right and so it it may be a thing where he just decided to 
like, oh, let's fucking Work add it, it in, in yeah, like yeah. that, or he f- had the script, or who knows? I didn't re- watch the the making of, but yeah, but yeah, he's uh, I love him so. <laughs> I think it's a cool little thing. Yeah, it 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 is. Yeah, and uh, so I actually wrote things. Oh. Because I was. You've written things. Yeah, well, I was. I was wondering about things. I just wanted to make sure that I. Like the pre-code thing is, pre-code stuff is really interesting to me, and so I just wanted to make sure that I said something about that. Um, I pretty much said everything that I wrote. One thing I was going to ask you about. Um, the the music of this movie is is another big groundbreaking thing. It's the first. Um, score for a feature film um, that was like composed scene to scene like thematically mm, like okay. like a modern score um, movie scores weren't like that before okay. and so this is the first Hollywood movie to have a score that like has recurring themes for characters and things like that mm. um, and note like it just wasn't done before and uh, I, I was reading on the Wikipedia where they said that the RKO, the studio, refused to, they were like, yeah, we'll just use whatever the fuck music like we always do. Because a lot of old movies like this, there's like there's like stock background music that they'll mm. kind of play. Like, oh, this is some adventure shit. Like, play this. And like, like all the Laurel and Hardy movies have kind of like the same fucking music <laughs> playing in the background. Um, the shorts at least I don't know about the features but anyway the the directors were like no we we want this movie to you know this is this is King Kong it needs to have something different and so they hired Max Steiner the the composer Mm -hmm. to to do the score and then the studio after the movie came out it was a big hit and they you know saw like wow this music really helps the movie it sets the mood and the atmosphere and you know yeah they they paid the (laughs) the directors back like hey that was a good (laughs) that was good (laughs) you did a good thing there (laughs) so this movie not only um sort of ushered in the special effects sort of thing it's special effects driven but it also changed the way that movies are scored and so they have at the beginning of this movie an overture. Yeah. That and was so kind of weird. I wondered because the the have you seen a movie with an overture before? No. Okay. So the the overture as as it's designed is just sort of to get you in the mood and sort of paint a atmosphere, an oral atmosphere. <laughs> and so I wondered if that uh you know, did you feel that or no? Um not really. I was just kind of like, what are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, it's got an overture. Um, sure. <laughs> it didn't put you in the mood for the no, I, adventure of No, I think it more just kind of confused me because I didn't really, know, like, that's all new information you just gave me. This. I think if I'd known that going in, it would have been like, oh, okay, this is, yeah. this is a big freaking deal for this movie to right. be that way. Like, Yeah, I don't know that it's the first movie with an overture or, or I don't know anything about that but i know that the music itself is it's it's a unique thing but Mm. but uh, yeah if we if we ever watch uh well 
I should say when <laughs> we watch 2001, <laughs> you will see the another overture. Okay. They show up in, in a lot of the big, like the Bible movies, like Ten Commandments, stuff like mm. that. They usually have an overture and an intermission and stuff. Um, big long movies usually have something like that you know, back in the day. Yeah. Um, I know that uh, the Tarantino movie, Hateful Eight, because it's a long sort of a thing, and he wanted to preserve the the idea of the old long movie. There's, I believe, an overture and an intermission in that as well. Mm. Um, I don't know if it's in the because there was he released that in two versions the like the long as fuck version and then the the normal but still long version <laughs> and I don't know if they both have the overture or whatever but huh. but uh, I know that it's in at least one of those versions yeah it's, it's just a thing you know sets the mood but it apparently didn't work for you <laughs> yeah just kind of you know it was just something that went over my head in the and at the moment of yeah. just like okay i guess that's uh happening <laughs> <laughs> uh, i i was hoping that it would it would sort of because it's good it's like really i feel like it really sets a good atmosphere for the uh the mm -hmm. movie to unfold but maybe if you say see it again maybe, maybe. <laughs> knowing what is up with it it might yeah uh, and, and just how uh, important the score was for this film to kind of do that. Seems yeah, it's a, it's a big deal. Eternal question: Did you get bored at any point? No, it actually flows really quick and yeah, it's kinda, a solid movie. Yeah, yeah, it really is. <laughs> Even like all the beginning parts, because it takes yeah, a while to yeah, get to I Skull was, Island. I was actually kind of enjoying how they were like setting things up, and it was clear that everything was integral to what yeah. was going on in terms of uh like you know he references the uh the smoke bombs or the, the yeah right, right gas whatever the heck those bombs were called but yeah and just like all the different stuff it was just like oh they're like i can see the pieces getting right fit together and you know he hires the the girl Anne, and it's just like oh okay i see how uh They've got, like, got this situation going on, like how you set that up. And right. Yeah, it has a good flow. It doesn't, yeah, yeah. It, I think it builds well. It, yeah, it, it introduces information at a good pace where, yeah. you know, you come in and it's just the guy's looking for denim and he's like, Oh yeah, like that crazy guy's doing all this. Uh, you know, it immediately it's it's explaining itself, but also setting up a mystery for you to want to keep going on. And right, and then you get in there like, oh, he's this filmmaker. He's doing all this stuff that. And, but it's like, oh, they're still like, well, what's he doing? What's his big plan now? Right, he's gonna go somewhere. Where is he gonna go? The, like the crew doesn't even know. This is really weird. But yeah, no, so, yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, so it, it's always building up on that uh anticipation of what's going to happen next and it does that very well so all right steven approved yeah so it, it's a good movie <laughs> it is it is it is stood the test of time for a reason right there's a they made a sequel son of kong mm-hmm 
came out nine months after this movie. Oh wow, 1933. <laughs> also, waste time. Directed by, uh, I, I believe, the same people. Hmm. I haven't seen it, but I would imagine that it's more of the low budget cousin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of <laughs> sounds like it would be. I, I haven't. I, I'm curious to see it because they still had like Willis O'Brien do effects and stuff, but. Uh, I have a feeling it's more of like what you were describing before where it's like there's King Kong and now we're going to cut to something else <laughs> because I don't know. I can't see that they, you know, I I feel like it, it, nine months later they just kind of cranked it out. But Right. Seems like it would take longer to make something like this. It does. I don't know how long it took to make the original, but it does seem like <laughs> trying to cash in. Right. Uh, yeah, there's a strange kind of like, like I don't really know who the hero of the movie is. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, like it doesn't really have like a a hero or a central. Like you've got, you've you got, have a few different people that could be heroes depending on how you want to look at it. Right, and it's just kind of like. I mean, the, the director guy, the denim guy, he's kind of, like, set up to be the hero at first. But yeah, at the beginning, like, yeah. It's kind of like, he's kind of an ass. <laughs> like, he's just kind of... He is. You know, when you think about, it, like, everything that goes wrong in the movie is just kind of his fault. And, like, it's like, yes, I don't think you yes. really call him the good guy in this movie. And, and No. He's, he's maybe not quite a villain, but he's closer to a villain than the hero he's closer to a villain but i i don't see him i feel like um i i don't feel like he does these things because he's malicious or bad right i feel like he he's just so like passionate and obsessed about like getting like making movies and making like the coolest shit he can Right, and he's just like to the detriment of everything else. So he's just—he's a bad person in that he doesn't think he doesn't have any empathy. But he's uh, right. I, I don't think that he's necessarily a bad person at his heart. <laughs> right, right. I mean, that's what I mean. By, like he's not really a villain per se, but yeah. like he's—he's he's closer to villain than hero on that right. spectrum for it, sure. It, so it's kind of like I can't really like root for this guy. He's kind of just no. You don't really want to root for him, yeah. I mean, as much as like he is this kind of charismatic center of just like oh we can do this and it's gonna be amazing, and then yeah. like just shit starts going wrong and it's just kind of like uh, mm, dude, <laughs> like, you may like can you like I mean it's not even a story of him going like oh shit I gotta fix this. It's just like no yeah he it's like oh that went wrong. Well whatever we got a giant ape yeah <laughs> like we're gonna be rich dudes. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's like, damn, this guy's kind of a dick. He is. He is. And I mean, you could kind of go around of calling King Kong himself the hero. Yes. You could kind of go with He that. is the, the, the name. He's definitely the star. You know, he's the star. He's the title of the movie. He's uh, he's what everybody comes to see. You know? Right. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean anything in right. terms of that. I mean, Arnold is why you go to see Terminator, but he's not the hero in, in that first movie. And <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. 
Right. That's definitely why you're there for Terminator. But is. Terminator is not a sympathetic thing. The, uh, King right, Kong right. is kind of the sympathetic yeah, he's, character that he's you feel bad more, for. Yeah, Even yeah. though he's he's killing people. Um, like that one lady, he, he fucking pulls her out of bed and then just drops her off the <laughs> yeah, building. Yeah, it's, it's just like, nah. <laughs> not good enough. Yeah. Uh, I, I do... I, did a love all the scenes of him stepping on people in the yeah i was just like oh shit they totally like just yeah, got a giant foot and just dumped it on some guy in the mud yeah it's fucking like, awesome <laughs> and he'd like grind his heel yeah. into it. i was like oh damn he really pushed that dude in there yeah 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 that's a little too violent for the the after the code comes in so yeah yeah that's- you don't get really get stuff exi- you know as as brutal as that. Yeah, that was that was definitely pretty brutal. <laughs> <laughs> until the production code was in effect until 68 69, so like that from 34 mm. to the late 60s and that's why like 69 and the 70s you just get a, like this crazy ramp up of <laughs> violence and sex and shit in movies because right. it was like the code was gone and yeah, you could the, pretty much do whatever the damn burst and everyone oh my god i can do this so let's do it <laughs> yeah yeah in studio movies there was independent stuff where right like yeah. you know there's like gore movies in the 60s that are independent mm-hmm. but they're you know they're because they, they weren't made under the the code but anyway uh, yeah i mean i guess you could go with uh is it Jack? Uh, yeah, Jack Driscoll. Driscoll That's yeah, a pretty you fucking, go. you know. He, he could be kind of the hero Action guy. hero name. Yeah. Jack Driscoll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's the hero. He, yeah, he I, saves the girl. I guess he's the hero, but he's kind of also just not really prominent enough in the Yeah, film he's to, kind like, of just like a supporting guy. Yeah, so yeah. it just seems kind of, and I mean, of course, Anne is kind of the damsel in distress, so not really a hero. She's not doing anything per right. se she's just kind of existing she is just kind of there yeah and she does more in in the peter jackson movie right she's a little bit more of a i mean they're all a little bit more fleshed out as characters yeah. but and, they all you know, you know they retain their their the, you know yeah. the, the, the changing times we want uh, characters to be a bit more character <laughs> driven yeah yeah I like old movies in terms of how how um, quickly they just kind of, like, you know, like, this is this guy, and this is how he is, and you kind of get right. a, a really good idea of that, and they're, I feel like they're really good at characterizing the people fast and, and well, where you have a good idea of, like, who this guy is. Right. And, and there's not a lot of nuance in that, but, you know, you don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs gray areas? Yeah, which is kind of weird because because it can't really. There's no clear hero. It, it feels like it really does have a lot of gray area. In terms it does of, in that sense, yeah. And so it's kind of odd that like, it actually like builds up this kind of like dang like what what do you do with this? Like, I think you... that's part of why it's so cool and well liked yeah, yeah. because it's not. It's not like a it, a straight up formula, or what, you know. There's not yeah, like a, a another does, movie really like this. Yeah, it doesn't just give you this tidy little moral package. At the yeah, end of like hey, this is 
you know, it doesn't even say, hey, it was wrong to bring King Kong back and show him off. It's just like, you know, it was, that just wasn't even an angle it was looking at. And Yeah, I like the, uh, because you can, the, the idea of the beauty killed the beast yeah. sort of a thing. And uh, I like the idea that because uh, the director, Denim, is, he's the the one who brings him back and so I like thinking of it as the idea that, that he is so taken by the, the, the majesty and the beauty of King mm. Kong as a creature yeah, that, that he had to like because his whole thing is he's a director and he's about capturing images and bringing them to people right. and so now he has this this chance to capture the most incredible creature he's ever seen and bring it back to the people to show them. And so, like, he's so... Because they say, that quote at the beginning where it's just like, as soon as he saw the beauty, that that was the fucking end. He was dead. Right. And so I feel like, you know, King Kong's death note was written at that point because he was just like, oh, fuck, I have to to obtain this and show it to people because this is my thing. And so, for right. me, that's, like, the real heart of that. Because I don't like the idea that, like, oh, King Kong saw the girl, and he fucking, he's he's a stupid guy. <laughs> and he just, like, <laughs> is clouded by women. Like, because there's that angle, too. Right, right. And that's probably the angle they were going for, but... Yeah, but what I like about it is that they don't expressly say anything... Yeah, yeah. One just, way or the other. They just let it be, yeah. Yeah, and so that's what I really like about it, because you can read it right it as can... you like it. And so I like, because I love animals and the, the natural beauty of things, and so there's this King Kong, you know, should be at home fighting fucking T-Rexes and, <laughs> and being, you know, he's, he's, not, uh, he's not supposed to be in New York, and this guy... It was so taken by his beauty that he took him out of his element. And it killed him. Yeah. Now he's on the fucking Times Square, you know, like <laughs> sprawled dead. Poor little guy. Big yeah. guy. <laughs> oh, I love King Kong. I would recommend, you liked this movie, I would recommend the Peter Jackson version. Yeah. Because I've, it's, I've, uh, it's fun. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to watch this was that someday I did that but just because in general I've enjoyed Peter Jackson movies I figured someday I would yeah. want to get around to the Peter Jackson King Kong movie and I kind of felt like this was kind of a necessary yeah, groundwork to I, understanding it I would say so yeah and so I before considering that I wanted to watch this at some point so yeah well it's good and, it's, uh, it's fun yeah Kaijun was the perfect opportunity to Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, give it a shot. Hey, they knew what they were doing back then. <laughs> they sure did. They sure did. They, they. Uh, there's, you know, the saying that they don't make them like they used to, but and then they don't. <laughs> there was also a lot of shitty movies in the <laughs> in the 30s too. So. You know, King right. Kong has stood the test of time, but uh, others you know, have not. Yeah, yeah. There's they they cranked them out in in the 30s. So, and a lot of those movies are lost or buried, or you know, right. like there's good stuff. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, and you know, and, and like I 
always known who Faye Ray was, that she was the star in this movie. Yeah. But like when I was watching this, it kind of dawned on me, like, what the hell else has she been in? Like, was she in anything? I kind of like looked her up on Wikipedia, and she's been in like a yeah, dozen she's in, of stuff. Yeah, lots of like, stuff. Nothing I'd ever heard of or oh, really? heard about or like her. And so I was just like, this is the only thing I'd ever known of her being in. And so yeah. it was just like, oh, I guess she's in a bunch of other crap. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of anything offhand, but yeah, she's in a lot of stuff. So it was, I was just kind of the, I guess, to feed into your point of this one stood the test of time right, and right. these a others of, just kind of stuff, got yeah. forgotten. And it's true. No, the amount of movies. I mean, even if you think about like, fucking 90s movies or whatever anything that you lived through where you saw like oh four movies came out this week and you know and, mm-hmm. and it's like some whatever the fuck movie and it's just like if you bring that up now you're like oh my god I forgot about that fucking movie and nobody else right. that didn't live through that time knows shit about that movie right, or right. will ever know about that movie <laughs> yeah, yeah and so if you think about that as being yeah, it was still, you know, it was still going on that, yeah. that whole century plus of right. film history it's right. been going on yeah yeah there's also I would recommend the the Shaw Brothers take on oh, King Kong. Really? <laughs> uh, the Mighty Peking Man. Mm. Yes, it's a, it's a mashup of Tarzan and and King Kong. Huh. And uh, interesting. Special effects people from Japan helped them out to do the miniatures. So there's a big uh, King Kong like uh, Mighty Peking Man crashing through all kinds of Hong Kong miniatures. <laughs> It's quite fun. That's, that's, it sounds fun. <laughs> it's quite fun. <laughs> I, I I recommend it. Um, yeah, that got a re-release in the 90s in theaters because Tarantino bought the rights to it and mm. re-released it. And uh, so it, it got like a fairly wide release. I don't know about it in theaters. It got, I think it was fairly limited in theaters, but it, it was on... I know they put out the VHS of it, and, and uh, it was all everywhere, so a lot of people saw it from that. That was the first time I saw it, because hmm. at that time, Shaw Brothers stuff was very, very hard to come by. Yeah. You were kind of at the mercy of whatever the fuck your local right. video store had, and so it was, because he, he started a company back then called Rolling Thunder Pictures, and the idea was that he was going to buy the rights of movies he liked that were old and forgotten mm. and then release them and uh, he only got a few movies in but that was one of that I think that was the first one that he released mm. so he you know yeah hard to make money off of preserving old yeah films and yeah making it available to modern people not not the most profitable business out there you know I don't think so but there are there are companies now like um that, uh, res- that like Blu-ray companies that, that are restoring things and putting them out that I think are doing fairly well, mm. specific- specifically because they're digging deep and like pulling up like obscurities that uh, you know that either you don't know about or you forgot about or whatever the yeah. fuck. Like my favorite is Vinegar Syndrome. They do they do some really mm, good right, stuff. Right. We've watched a few yeah, like, Body Melts is a vinegar syndrome release and uh, all the dolomite movies they release those yeah, it was, uh, 
there's been a bunch we've watched. Yeah, there. there's there's quite a few. I fucking I'm a big big fan of theirs. Um, so they do good stuff. They they're they're uh, they're fucking awesome. They have their own scanning and and they're mm, okay. they're they really take pride in in yeah. making sure that they're doing the best they can to preserve the movies and and provide extras to sort of give context to the times and uh, I'm a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I've haven't had any problems with any of the DVDs we've watched of their stuff, so. Yeah, they're good. They have some. Some, uh, I I find that I'm relatively like-minded in terms of what they pick to okay. release. <laughs> so it's it's kind of a, I you know I'm kind of like uh, always excited to see whatever they put out. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't think I have anything else. Yeah, it's a uh, kind of one of those simple little films to not really a whole lot of uh in-depth discussion to be had i guess beyond what not really i mean yeah i think we did all right yeah i don't know kind of covered it all yeah well yeah and i do kind of like that the island was just this violent madhouse of yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> Just like dang, it's just one piece of crap after another going on in here. It's really yeah. There's a it's just like almost nonstop action once they get going yeah, on that island. Yeah, yeah it's wild. There's it, fucking it, dinosaurs and he 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 leaves for a uh, he leaves Fay Ray on the the fucking rock outcropping for a second and fucking pterodactyl <laughs> comes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I I got this feeling that like. Like King Kong was just making the this kind of blunder mentally or something that he was just like he'd go somewhere and there'd be some f- freaking threat and he'd be like ah oh, damn it this place isn't safe and he'd eliminate the threat and then be like well this place isn't safe and move on but it was like no you just killed the threat it's fine here now if he just uh, killed the T Rex and just sat there like there wouldn't have been anything else to uh, <laughs> but he kept going to somewhere else yeah. and running into some other monster and it's like. Yeah, like and if you just stayed put, you'd <laughs> and see, and that's what separates us from the apes. <laughs> see, yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I saw that little cave as being his place, but I don't know if if I saw that because yeah. that's kind of how it is in the Peter Jackson one. It's it's more expressly shown as like this is his place, and they don't. Yeah, I, I kind of, like, initially just kind of thought, oh, that's his place. But then he gets attacked by that snake yeah. thing, and I'm like, yeah. oh, I guess it's not. And it's Right. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's not... It, it's still dangerous Yeah. in, in this <coughs> one. And, you know, a little snake dude could just slither in and... Right. Like, ah, King Kong ain't here. I'm gonna take his shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Raid King Kong's little fridge. <laughs> King Kong's got a little mini fridge in Little there. mini fridge, yeah. <laughs> Needs a cold one after a hard yeah. day. Yeah. T Rex hey, stomping. Dude, that's a lot of work. <laughs> Taking down a T Rex, jumping on his back, fucking breaking its jaw. Yeah. Y- you know, he just wants to. Sit back on that rocky outcropping and 
<laughs> a toss back of Pap's blue ribbon. Right. You know, I mean, what more could a monkey ask for? Got a girl at his side, you know? <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking good to go if he could just get rid of these fucking pterodactyls and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's also yeah. kind of funny that it's like it's an island full of giant monsters, but like an island, it's a small little island full of giant creatures. Yes, <laughs> like that's that. true, yeah. It's just a little, uh, yeah, it's fun a, little, yeah, uh, it's a little haven of prehistoric times. Yeah. In terms of the the, like you probably knew about how like the natives like strung her up for. King Kong, and yeah, like yeah, the, I'm sure the big the, gate and all that stuff, and you know, I don't think I really knew about the gate. I, d- I definitely like the the picture of her like chained up. Is, yeah, is just an iconic image of it. But yeah, and I suppose him busting through the gate is uh, kind of a iconic thing too. But I didn't really f- recognize that or think about that. Or I right. thought it was like not a on the island or that he yeah yeah or something like I didn't really even know there was like a bunch of natives on the island going into it. it was oh, just, okay. And my extent of knowledge of the story was basically dude goes out, finds a giant monkey, brings him back, monkey rampages around New York and gets shot on the Empire State. <laughs> yeah. But like, it was kind of like I knew the ending and yeah. the basic setup, but not any of the intricacies of how it actually yeah, worked. Yeah. So it was kind of fascinating to see how it was all yeah. like, actually thought out and went through all these steps and right and that's where where like because sometimes you'll you'll say like oh well i don't need to see that you know i know basically what it is <laughs> right and it's just like no like <laughs> this this is kind of the uh there's details there that right. uh, you know are, are missing i feel so yeah it's, it's always right. good to you know if you're interested it's good to see what what it is you know for for yourself yeah I thought it was a little funny, the little native kid just sitting in the road, like, <laughs> screaming. Like normally, that's something you see in like a modern setting, where yeah, it's just yeah. like, no, that baby's in the street or something. And it's just like, oh, they're doing this with the natives. That's kind of funny. You know what I thought? Like, because it shows that at first, but then when they, when the lady grabs him, I just thought like the kid probably just was like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> and then <laughs> she had to just grab him, and I thought it was probably a like a just an ad-libbed sort of thing that just happened yeah. but maybe p- perhaps not probably not maybe but. i like to think of that kid just being like huh like what <laughs> uh, all right well we you got anything else uh i don't think so all right well then uh uh, I'll beat my chest like uh, <laughs> King Kong and say yeah. adios. Yeah, good old uh, chest beating. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. He lived in the jungle where he was born the king. His great strength made him lord of everything. No creature crossed his for long his name so legend tells us was king kong his height was
was never measured, but was great. The jungle shook beneath his mighty weight. His arms were muscled, sturdy as a tree. His chest was thick and wide as it could be. Kamasame! Motherfuckers. One day while Kong was sleeping.